Welcome to El Ganso Podcast, where we explore the minds of rebellious souls that find home with us. Each month, we aim to understand their inspiration and become inspired. Join our conversation. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. So nice to meet you. In nice person. to meet you. Mucho gusto. <laughs> I'm Daniela García, Daniela Sanchez Sutcliffe. The She's the, yeah, <laughs> the team, the team yeah, from Ganso. So excited. And Mayor Hawthorne at El Ganso. See. That it finally happened. It finally happened. I know uh -huh. we've been trying for so long. I know. I know someone reached out like six years ago yeah. and nothing happened. And then, yeah. yeah, it happened. We got, we finally made it work. Yeah. We've, we've made it through a whole pandemic, and now we're here, and we did it. It's actually very funny. The This past few days, I think it's because it's been, a, what, three years now since we mm -hmm. started? Exa almost a, a, the three-year anniversary, yeah. kind of. Yeah. All the memories on social media. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. 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 It's like almost, like, we were like, oh, wow, it's like almost exactly the three-year point. Yeah, it feels, it feels crazy. It feels like it was just... A, like a, a blip in time that just disappeared. I know they stole those three yeah. years from me. Like I'm not having more birthdays. I'm just like right, going back right. on time uh -huh. and having those birthdays. I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally on board with everybody just going back two years in age. Yeah, I think totally. It's, it's totally okay to say that you're two years younger. You would say that you used those three years or those two years of like this stolen time in a artistic, creative sort of way. I think the f the first six months, no, like I didn't I didn't make anything. For the first six months, I was like really depressed, and because I I get so much of my inspiration from social activity. I, I love going out and talking to my friends and having a glass of wine and mm -hmm. and chatting, and I get so much inspiration from that that without that I was like really depressed and I didn't turn my studio on for a long time and then finally I was just like dude you gotta snap out of this shit man yeah. you gotta like just force yourself to go down and you have to make something today and then what happened was I started writing not necessarily for my own project but I just started writing songs and then Some of them ended up being songs for other artists, which is the, the first time in my career where I've really done that. And it's it was like a really cool change, a really cool pivot in my career. And now, now I'm like, I'm writing songs for other artists and it's, it's going really well. But before, would you do other, like, I know you do sometimes samples or like loops, uh, mixes for... For other artists, would that mm. was that something you were doing before, or that also started afterwards? No, that started all during COVID. Okay, cool. I I have a lot of friends. I mean, Jake One, who's the other my partner in Tuxedo. Yeah. Um, my like disco side project. Yeah. He kind of showed me how he does, how he makes the samples for for like you know other producers to to make you know he he'll make a loop a yeah. musical loop for somebody else to sample and make a song out of and then he kind of showed me how he does it and then I put my own spin on it because 
I don't know. I just come from a different, uh, a different background, a different, a different perspective of it. Yeah. I play different instruments than he does, so it's like, it's it. I it ended up being my own sound, which is cool, and and uh, it's been it's been really really fun. Yeah. It's like, been something that I never saw coming, and I think without without the coronavirus yeah <laughs> i don't think i would have gone that way maybe when maybe it wouldn't have happened and i'm, I'm kind of thankful for it are you creating more now for other artists or are you doing things for yourself as well i'm doing things for myself also i'm i'm just finishing up a new mayor hawthorne album <clears throat> right now um actually like as soon as i get back to the states i'm i'm in mixing for the album so and it's gonna we're gonna start releasing songs soon what can we expect like is it something different or like did the pandemic really change you it's, it's, are you gonna be less romantic about it because it's also kind of interesting or, or more because you got married i did i uh -huh. get i got married so yeah i met i met my wife and uh yeah i got married this is this is the first album since i really like found love and Most of my most of my previous albums were about heartbreaks, heartbreak, and, and <laughs> maybe yes, my, maybe and no. trying to find love and ha having it not work out, and and um, mm -hmm. so yeah, this album is definitely different. But um, I think it's also kind of in a weird way, like sonically, my darkest album yet. Okay. I like that, but it's but it's very sexy. It's and it's dramatic. Okay, I'm so, excited. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's all about love, but it's definitely like kind of yeah, it's definitely darker and d more dramatic than before. Are there any collabs or someone? Did you do something with someone? Um, Blue to Tiger played bass on a song. <laughs> Rodrigo's <I've>... eye. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Um, but mostly, yeah, it was mostly me by myself in the studio. Um, I, I later on after I had finished all the demos, I went in with uh, a producer in LA, this guy named Roddy McDonald. Oh yeah, and uh, who's he's done. Um, Wise Blood and Jamie XX and a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of really cool music, and he kind of him and I finished the record like just kind of put the finishing touches on it together. Just I, I'm really good at starting a song, but then I'm like, once I get it the idea down, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on onto onto the next thing, you know. And then once once I record an album and release it, I, I'll never listen to it ever again. How is it to have also like three different, like you have other two projects at the same yeah. time and then your own project? Yeah. How does it work for you like that and creatively speaking and also as a producer, engineer, audio engineer? I need it. Okay. Because if I, I, some, I wish I could just do the same thing over and over again. I think I would probably be more successful if I could just do the same thing over and over, but I just get so bored. I need to do a different, you know, style of project in between or I just I just get bored. I don't know. I I I think yeah, 
I really think if I could have just like done the like soul thing that I was doing and just keep doing it over and over again. Like most of the most successful artists in the world, they just do the same thing over and over again. They're essentially making the same song over and over. And it's, it's kind of what people want. I think a lot of times it's what like the public wants from you. I I can't do it. Yeah. But I think, because sometimes it happens, no? You listen to a record, you listen to an artist, and you love it, and then they come up with something really different. And at the beginning, it can be like, oh, but it's not like the other album. Right. But then you're also growing, and you also um, sometimes just, like, understand that it's a process, and it's even more interesting if they're changing than keeping it the same. Yeah. I mean, everybody always wants the song that they that they first discovered you yeah. by and the, the song that they fell in love with of yours, they just want you to do that yeah. over and over. But I think even if you did do that over and over, I don't think they would want that either. They would, they would get bored with that too. Yeah, no, yeah. It's very complex to base all of that on your audience and, <laughs> and on people. I think we're talking also about, well, art, music. It's also about authenticity, about identity, about mm-hmm. culture. And speaking of that, like, you also have a, this big personality, you know? Like, I think that's also something that we could see that it's reflected on your different projects and all of your albums. And let's see how it goes with the new one. <laughs> like, it's also about that, no? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Tell us more about this other, like, compliments of your personality. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. I I saw you in Paris in 2016. Uh-huh. And first time I saw you, first time and only time I've seen you live, actually. But <laughs> uh, for me, I'm a huge fan of your music and everything you do. Uh, you. But I never thought you had, like, you have a huge presence on stage. <laughs> and you do have, like, you had, like, your drinks on the side and you walk in. <laughs> and it felt so, like, old school and so, it, like, it was so cool. And, yeah. I that's... think I had my whole bar set up on yeah. that, for that stage. That <laughs> Why was my... are we having, having coffee <laughs> right my, now? Like, that was going trick on. For, letting, for, <laughs> for being able to have a bar on stage. I was like, what if we make that part of the set design and then I can have my own bar on stage? Well, it, it was not a good idea no. because I just ended up being way too drunk every night. Can you can you perform if you're like drunk? I can. I mean, you did it really well that night, by the way. <laughs> I can. I can generally kind of. It takes me a lot to really get drunk now yeah. because of how much touring I've done. I mean, we we you just drink so much. On yeah, tour. yeah. <laughs> My tolerance has gotten. See, I think now nowadays, I haven't I haven't been touring as much so. And are you picky of what you drink, or you're like, whatever, give it to me? <laughs> I really only drink Hennessy when I'm on the road. Okay. That's so That's cool. It. It's That's... just cognac. Yeah. Isn't there this song? Uh, Henny and Ginger Ale. Henny and Ginger Ale. It's a very funny one, though. It's a, it's a goofy song, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a totally silly song. It it's was a weekend ba- song. It's a, it's a party song, yeah. It's a party song. There's not really even... It's not. It's barely even a song. It's more like a sing-along, just like chant, yeah. kind of. And there's not even like a verse or anything. It's, it's just a. It's just a party sing-along drinking song, basically. I noticed that in your early albums, there is something that interests me a lot 
and I guess everybody that's around your music, all this um, instrumental kind of uh, way of writing this music, is this something that it's related with your personal style and let's say like a vintage kind of influence? Like what is what is that interest of you with the 70s, 60s hmm. kind of way? I think um, that's an interesting question. Um, I think what happened for me was I I grew up listening to um, Public Enemy and N.W.A. and Gangstar, Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth, The Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul. Yeah. <laughs> and I that that was the music of my childhood, and then slowly, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, I would listen to. Um, I would listen to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and I would, and I would be like, okay, yeah, I love, I love this music. I, it really resonates with me, but like, what is the actual music that's in the background? And then I would search for the original samples for, you know, it'd be like William Devon or whatever that, whatever they sampled for, um, you know, for, Uh, a De La Soul song or something. I would, or or DJ Premier, mm. he would use a like a sample loop, and then I would go and search out and try to find what the original song was that they sampled. And usually, it was some amazing soul record from mm. the seventies or the sixties. And I really started getting into the sound of that. And then I then I started digging for. You know Curtis Mayfield and the main attraction and and um, you know the moments and the whatnots and the shy lights and I got really really obsessed with that that music and and then I started making that music mostly because I just wanted um, to be able to sample myself to make rap beats. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be a hip hop producer, you know. <laughs> and then it just it ended up that people thought that my rap beats weren't that good. <laughs> and and they liked what I was doing making the samples. They liked that better. <laughs> so, I went with that because that was how I could make some money. And when did you start singing? I didn't start singing really until I mean I ne I never was in the school choir or or anything like that. I never sang in a... I was in a lot of bands in school, in, like, middle school and high school. I was always in, like, funk bands or jazz bands or rock rock bands. Mm -hmm. But I never was the singer. I was always the bass player. Um, and I, I didn't start singing, really, until I recorded my first Mayor Hawthorne album in 2008. Wow. So it hasn't been that long. I'm still, I still consider myself a much better DJ than a singer. And I'm still really, really trying to figure out singing. And every day I'm trying to learn and, you know, perfect that. It's, I'm, not a, I'm not a naturally gifted singer. It's something I really have to work at hard. Is there anything you do before you go on stage? Or like you start singing like uh, 
warm up something. Uh, if I don't do my go 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 go, and I mean I have to do it for. I I have um. There's an amazing YouTube clip of Michael Jackson warming up before a show mm-hmm. with uh, it's a, like a live recording over the telephone of Michael Jackson with his vocal coach, a guy named Seth Riggs, and he leads Michael through the whole warm warm up, and I just like. Every, yeah. Before every show, I just follow along. If he does it, that's like, and the, I do yeah, the same that's thing. the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's so cool. I want to be all the way open. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, ah, ah, it's like, so, it's a, you know, it's long. It's yeah. a long time to, to get really warmed up. But if you don't, it's so, it's so important. Yeah. I, I don't know how anybody can do it without it. Yeah. I want a few tequilas. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Mexico, you just have a tequila or a mezcal. That helps okay. too. But you can skip the warm up. No. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how many days you have free afterward. You know. If yeah, you, that too. If you if you have a couple <laughs> days free afterward and you can just recover and get your voice back, then no problem. Have a couple of tequilas. Maybe it's just a myth. Like yeah. The myth of like it opens your throat. Mm-hmm. No, some of them do. I think some of them do open the throat. It definitely loosens you up uh-huh. a bit and <laughs> makes you, you know, a little less shy. Yeah. That's, that's how Speaking it works of for me. that, that's kind of interesting. Also, what about your stage design, your outfits? Uh, do you have like rituals or amulets that you wear on stage? Like, we're interested in your fashion style as well. Oh. Um, I think I get it all from my grandmothers. I had two, um, two very stylish grandmothers and I would just get, um, I would, I would kind of just watch what they did. And then it took me a really long time to figure it out. What's something that really like kept with you? Like, uh, my, my grandma Shirley, she would. She had like a a lot of these like patterned robes that she would wear every morning. She would sit at this like one spot in their kitchen and have drink her coffee every morning and wear these like really crazy patterned robes. Yeah. And that that definitely stuck with me. My grandma Ricky, she wore a lot of like sweaters, like intarsia sweaters with like cool designs on them. A lot of like sparkles and I don't know yeah sequins and things like (laughs) she was a really flashy dresser like she liked to really stand out but she was really good at putting you know a whole ensemble together that that looked good that worked together yeah and it's it took me a really long time I'm still really trying to figure it out um but I think you get to a point you know, I'm getting older now and I get you get to a point where like you figure out what your uniform is. Mm. And I definitely have kind of figured out what my uniform is now. And I just kind of riff off of that, you know. Yeah. I I, I mean, I know you love robes. I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do and love now, a good And now robe. that we know this story, it's like so cool. And um, <laughs> what did you think about El Ganso robes? <laughs> Oh, they were great. Oh, we've been using them. We've been in them. If we're not, if we're in the room, we're in the Alcanzo room. Yeah, yeah. no, cool. super they're nice. They're fluffy. Yeah. yeah, they're fluffy. They're, they're really fluffy. soft. Yeah, that's that's crucial. That's key. Yeah. Where were your grandmas from? Like, do you think they had a 
also cultural or artistic influence in you? Yeah, absolutely. So they were both born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, where my whole family is from. And they, they most of them, all, almost all my whole family, my extended family, my cousins and my aunts and uncles, they all still live in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm kind of the only one that made it out that, that went to California. But, um, yeah, they were so, like, my grandma Ricky was definitely, she was um, very close to the arts in Detroit. She had, she was, like, a real socialite, too. She loved to, like, throw a good party mm. and host people. And and she, um, she my, my mom used to work as the ticket girl she was she would sell tickets at this famous theater called the Fisher Theater in Detroit and a lot of like famous acts would come and play at the Fisher Theater and perform and she got to see a lot of them for free so my family was always real close to music my dad still plays bass and sings in a band now yeah. he's like 71 years old i think he still plays in a band in Michigan, like every day now. That's what's the name of his band? They're called the Breakers. Uh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> and they're they're awesome. Yeah. They only do classic rock covers. Oh, that's and it's so great. cool. It's so fun. Anywhere can we go see them live? <laughs> yeah, you. But you got to go to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we you guys should have them come. You should have them play at Algonzo. But yeah, when I when I moved to LA. It was like I really I moved out with a actually with my my manager to this day. I've only had one manager ever. We went to high school together I, wow. and we were in a rap group together when we moved to L.A. <laughs> and wait, what what did what did uh, Jackson, your manager? Yeah. Do? Shout out Jackson Perry. Yeah. What, what was his role in the in the group? He was a rapper. Ah, okay. <laughs> and I was the DJ. Wow. <laughs> and we have one more. <laughs> we have one more. <laughs> He's giving me a middle finger right now. <laughs> Jackson, come show us a little Jackson, bit. <laughs> Jackson can rap. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then um, we got to L.A. We, when we moved to L.A., we, we really we moved because we wanted to try to make it as a rap group. And, you know... We had various twists and turns in the music business in L.A., and I had an opportunity to to make an album for Stone's Throw Records, and I took it. I was like, I'm just going to take this shot, and I just have to try it and see how it goes, and it went, it went way better than anybody thought it was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It just, I don't know, we've, we've always just kind of gone with the flow and our, our rule through this whole career has just been kind of been like whatever, if there's ever like a fork in the road or a decision to make, whichever, whichever choice is the most fun. Yeah. That's where, that's the way we go. Did you ever have like classic music uh, school or something or how was your... Upbring- or was it your dad who showed you, or you just have, like, a good ear? My dad taught me how to play bass guitar when I was six years old or something like that, and when I was really young, and he had this super heavy 
Fender jazz bass that mm. was like huge and I could like barely hold it up. Yeah. <laughs> but he was always teaching me, you know, we would we would drive around, he would take me to school or whatever and we would listen to you know, whatever, the temptations on the on the oh, stereo. I love them. And he would like explain it to me. He would say, you know, that's David Ruffin singing. And this, you know, these guys are great dancers and they have great choreography or whatever. And they, this person, you know, whatever. He would he would teach me all about the music, you know, James Jamerson on bass. And and it rubbed off on me for sure. He ne- he never pushed it on me. Yeah. Though he was he just was excited about it. And his his excitement for it just rubbed off on me. And and the vinyl collection and all like how was that part of your dad as well or was that your obsession to find out what songs were behind all these rappers you were listening to? Yeah, it was a, it was a combo. My parents had a big record collection. They both had their own records that they liked, but it wasn't as much of the like Curtis Mayfield, Barry White, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Delphonics, like they didn't have those records. I had to find those yeah. <laughs> on my own through through hip hop. What type of records they had? They rock. did it. They had some like yeah, it was mostly the Beatles yeah. and mud. But they did have like some blues. I remember they had mud, a Muddy Waters record that mm. I really liked that I thought was super cool. And they had like they my mom likes a lot of musicals so <laughs> she had like that i remember uh, my dad w- really liked um he had like the who and um the birds oh. i really i really loved this record from the birds my mom played a little piano she tried to get me to take piano lessons when mm-hmm. i was younger and i like just hated it and i quit <laughs> i was like fuck classical this shit. For you. i was like i'm not doing this cuz they like I wanted to play a song, and they it would I, you know I wanted to play the the birds or the whatever. Fun. Yeah, and they would be like, "No, you have to learn do 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 yeah. do 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 do." And I was like, "Yeah, this is boring." Yeah, and did your grandma like your grandmothers? Did they play a piano or do something or? Nope. They didn't have. They didn't do. My grandmothers didn't do anything musical. Man, my my dad is definitely kind of like. Yeah, my mom and dad are are outliers in the family for sure. They're like the only ones in the family that are musical, really. Yeah. Do you have a brothers and sisters? I have two two younger sisters. And are they into music? <laughs> no, or no? I mean, they love music. They both love yeah. music, but neither one of them ever was in a band. The older of the two sisters is a speech pathologist. Yeah. She helps people learn the... The R's. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. How to roll their R's. Yeah. My other sister is, um, she works for the Jewish Community Center in okay. in Ann Arbor. She works with kids. She works with a lot of children. Yeah, they both, they both, they both work with they kids. They both kind of work with kids, yeah. And do you have nieces and nephews? Uh, yeah, I have, I have one, a niece and a nephew. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're hilarious. They're both total hams like yeah. they both are so uh just like in your face and outgoing like they have no fear at all they're not they're they have no shyness they oh, will go up to kid. anybody <laughs> we took them on vacation 
um, they were they came out like for our wedding to Los Angeles. My little niece and nephew were performing for people <laughs> at the pool yeah. at the hotel. <laughs> and they were just like anybody who walked by, they were like doing a dance and a song for them. I mean, they're they are definitely yeah, they're gonna be entertainers for That's sure. That's so cute. <laughs> we were talking about a, your vinyl connection and a, we asked about how you organize organize them. it. Yeah. Um I have way too many records. Um, but I do, I do kind of just know where they are. Yeah. Some of them I just like know. Most of them, if you tell me like, okay, pull this, find this record, I know where it is. Um, they're <laughs> they're sectioned by genre. Oh, okay. So I have like a section for funk and soul, and a section for jazz, and a section for um, Latin records. Is a section for. I don't know. Yeah, hip hop, and then, then they're sorted by letter alf alphabetically. Yeah, inside their own gender. Yeah. You yeah. got with yourself a little box over there. Will you show us yeah, what's in sure. there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We can we can talk about records forever. Yes. <laughs> and also, this uh, you were saying it's a a beauty bag. I think this was a vintage well so I know it's a vintage Gucci case but I yeah I think it was a beauty case that was meant for like makeup. It's amazing. And it, what what do you have here now? Um this is all 45s. They're they're all 7 inches that are just singles. It's just one one song on each side. Um and they're Oh, they're all you know when they're they're made for DJing. They're forty five RPM, so they they spin faster than uh, LPs that play at thirty three and a third mm. speed. So you get more information per rotation. So and the grooves are wider, so it's louder. Oh mm. wow, I didn't know that. So when you these are the best for DJing. They're a little harder to control because they just are want to fly around or whatever but i have these like weights that i brought that hold them down <laughs> and it's also easier to travel with i think it's yeah it's super yeah. easy to travel with right because yeah. vinyl is heavy yeah yeah i see it sometimes oh my god vinyl is so heavy yeah, yeah. with the huge bags and the, even this is heavy yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah i love i love djing with vinyl and i love djing 45s like this it's also like We, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. When you, I, I mean, I DJ off a computer sometimes too, off a laptop, you know, mm -hmm. using Serato or whatever. But when you have an infinite amount of choices in like your entire library of music, like if I if I had my whole record collection here with me, I would be like, ah, you would go I insane. I don't know what to play. What what mm -hmm. what It's I play? Too much. It's too much. Yeah, mm -hmm. but. If you have just, you know, this little, I, I you know, I kind of put this group together before I left, before I got on the plane. I know every record oh, in here is is great. Is the, the Jones, Jones Girls? The Jones oh, Girls. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I, I'm, the, a, I'm a real sucker port. for the picture covers. Yeah, the picture cover <laughs> yeah. is so so. We so didn't fun. have them in the United States. All, mm. all the records in the U.S. they were they were so cheap, 
they didn't want to pay for the the record companies in the U.S. They didn't want to pay for the picture cover. So that's all, it's all just the generic oh, record company Earth, wind, and fire sleeve like that. Yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm actually reading Maurice White's book mm-hmm. right now. So I've been like very into Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> lately. It's great. Um, Ashford and Simpson. So you've been in a good mood lately, you would say, because, no? That's a... Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> puts you in a good mood, for sure. It's really positive, yeah. uplifting stuff. Yeah, here's Gonzalez. <laughs> this is like a... I just am a real... Yeah, and I, it's I a lo- really cool cover, even this if is, it's very simple. But Yeah, it's super simple, See, but it just makes it... It's so yeah. much cooler. Oh, the nostalgia yeah. for it's those It's so things. much cooler than just, yeah. like, the record by See. itself. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. Yeah, I really love... So this is a Dutch pressing, actually, from mm. Holland. And I love Gonzalez, Closer to You. Yeah. Closer to yeah, great. See. Great, great disco song. I brought a lot of disco stuff. Um, it's also classic disco stuff. It's a reminder to bring Cameron. out the sequence tonight. Exactly. Everyone. The glitter. Lots uh, of color. Tammy Joe Records. <laughs> yeah. This is... Um, This is a disc, like a a really rare, unknown disco group called Kanya or Kanya? Kanya. Kanya. Visions. Um, I I brought a lot of like, I don't know. I I like to dig for more obscure songs. My my favorite is finding like a song that nobody knows that Mm. is amazing, you know. I'm That's guessing that every time you travel, you also try to find these spots where you can absolutely get yeah. yourself lost in the middle of a book, music, yeah. store. Yes. No? I, just, uh, I, just, I just did a little tour in Japan where I was performing with my disco group, Tuxedo. And our first stop is always the record store. Mm-hmm. We go... and So actually a lot of these... Uh, I bought in Japan when I was there, and I'm really excited to play them because this. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played them out anywhere yet, but um, yeah, some some of these are some of these are quite rare and expensive, and then some of them are you know five dollars and they're majorly. This is another great, really great cover. <laughs> yeah, majorly yeah. Vincente. Let me take Let you me take higher. Let me take you higher. Yeah, and the Gold Rush band. That yeah. was the name of his band. <laughs> I love the afro on the guy. I yeah. mean, yeah, his he's he's got the look, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he definitely does. He just is all business. I don't you know why every time I see a cover like that, I imagine, like, in the soundtrack, like, a voice like, ooh, yeah, baby. You know, like, that kind of tone voice, like, say something And those, like, like little sparkly yeah. sounds. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, this is a killer one. This is like more of a jazz, a jazzy thing. The Village Crusaders, and the, the track is called Hashishi, <laughs> which I, I'm, I am. It, there's not a lot of lyric. I don't think there's any lyrics in the song, but I'm guessing it's about hashish. Sometimes it, there doesn't need to be lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is, here's a cheapie that most people don't even know that I love. This is like a five dollar record you can get anywhere but i love the picture cover is so great the strangler's paradise this is the perfect soundtrack for el ganzo it's like uh amazing beach vibes sea seaside vibes i mean yeah with the little 
Very cool. That's a panther yeah. on the back, right? Yeah. Gato. Um, more, more earth, wind, and fire. I don't know. Yeah, I brought, I brought a, a bunch of different. This was a, this was like a new uh, thing that was just released recently, but it was um, a group from Minneapolis in the '80s called 90. Actually, this was maybe '70s even. It was called 94 East. Um, totally unknown group that only released this one, one single. One single. Actually, I don't think this ever even was released. It was just like a demo in this a band. One hit band. Yeah, the band never made it anywhere. But um, on one of these songs, there was a young guitar player who went by the name of Prince. Oh my god. And he this is like one of his first recordings that That is so cool. And uh, And they just released They that. just released it now, you know, and it, it never came out back in the day. So, it's cool to hear it. Yeah. It's a great it's a great song. Did you ever meet him? I never met Prince. No, no I got to see him perform yeah. a few times, which is yeah, 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 just the best. I mean, as far as Musicians go. No, of course. <laughs> yes. yes. Number one. Legend. Right? Absolute legend. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everything I do, I mean, I was a DJ. I was a DJ way before I ever started releasing Mayor Hawthorne music or recording Mayor Hawthorne music. So, everything, every song I make or, um, you know, anytime I'm writing anything or producing anything, I always look at it from the perspective of DJing and like even we were working in the studio last night and we we had a cool idea down it was grooving but then it was like okay if this if a DJ was playing this song you know how would they want it yeah so then we extended the intro and made it build gradually as it came in and put put the you know claps in so it made it Everything is about the DJ and what the DJ would want, what I would want if I was playing this record in my DJ set. You know, how would I how would I want the bass to go here, and That's how do I want the drums to be to make it better for DJing? So you've been in residence with us in El Ganso for how long now? A week, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Más o menos. Sí, más o menos. What what were you working during this residency? We were working. We were working on mostly on a top secret new project Amazing. that I can't really talk that much about. Okay. But El Ganso que es the exclusive. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's been it's been great. I mean, what? How, you know? How, what? What better inspiration do you need than just being here and carrying all these amulets and all this? rituals from from your influences in fashion and music mm -hmm. and sharing all of this with us it's been very interesting to chat with you and to getting to know you a little bit more not just your music no it's super inspiring cheers everyone here has been so nice right. everyone's so sweet and, <laughs> and so knowledgeable and everybody is so passionate about music which well, is so yeah. refreshing. I think that's the, that's the heart and soul of the hotel. Mm -hmm. that, definitely. Yeah, you can tell. Well, looking forward to dance with you guys tonight, later. Yeah. 
And, Thanks, uh, Danny. Really thank you excited. so much. Thanks, Danny. The, <laughs> the Dannys. Yeah. We should have like this portrait of the Dannys or yes, something. Let's do. let's do it. We're gonna <laughs> next time you visit, we'll yeah, we'll bring, we'll release our album. I vote for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll produce. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> somebody like yeah, bring, out it a, bring it something so we can sign that uh -huh, right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think the Dannys is a hit for sure. <laughs> I think so too. Thank you guys for. For being here. Yeah, Thank you. I'm really later. excited for tonight. Thanks for having and me. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. If you're a creative and rebellious soul looking for inspiration, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on our social media to learn all about our arts and music program so you can plan ahead when visiting Hotel El Ganso. <laughs>